The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 792. Today, we are into a Clone Wars briefing. We're talking about the Zillow Beast Strikes Back. This is episode 19 of season 2 of the Clone Wars cartoon series with some good comedy in it. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Razor, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and The Zillow Strikes Back is the second of a two-part story arc that began with just the straight-up Zillow Beast in the last episode we talked about last week, wherein, while on Malastare to defeat Separatist forces, the Jedi and the clones accidentally awoke what is turning out to be the most dangerous beast in the galaxy, a Zillow Beast, with a third arm on its back, a lizard-like body, and a tail that'll whip around and smack the heck out of you. They managed to subdue it and decided to take it back to Coruscant for study because its skin is so hard that not even lightsabers could cut through it, and they decided that if they could understand the secrets of its indestructibility, then they would be able to arm the clones better and possibly end the war sooner. Now, there are a lot of people, clones and Jedi alike, who said, you know, this is kind of a bad idea, but naturally they progressed with it anyway. Particularly, Senator Palpatine was on the side of making this thing come to Coruscant. And yeah, upon seeing it in person with his own eyes for the first time, this is what he starts muttering under his breath. Such size, such power. And Mace Windu walks up to him right afterward. You'd think that you would, you know, for all the times that we've had conversations about how isn't it crazy that the Jedi never sensed that a Sith Lord was in their midst, like Mace Windu's standing right next to him as Palpatine's getting all worked up about how powerful this creature is, you would think there'd be some sort of, like, hmm, wave popping off of him at that point. Like, right there! Right there, Mace! Right there! But no, no such luck. So they start drawing blood samples and taking tests and that sort of thing, and the doctor says that they don't want to really cut a scale off or anything like that because they don't want to harm the beast. And Palpatine basically says, well, look, you're going to have to kill that thing. And if you don't kill it, I'm going to find a doctor who will, which, you know, all right. So doctor should be resigning at this point. But weak-willed doctor goes ahead and develops a toxic gas, which, of course, backfires and only enrages the beast and makes it decide to break out. And in the meantime, there's been a discussion of whether this thing is just a beast that can be sacrificed for the reader good or whether it's actually a sentient being. And it appears that it is sentient somehow because it's definitely giving Palpatine dirty looks every time Palpatine talks about killing the thing. And when it eventually breaks out, it manages to track Palpatine down. Now, the mystery of how it is able to do that is one that's not answered or really addressed in the episode. But he makes for the Senate office building and finds where Palpatine is. So, yeah, that thing not only 
is sentient but has some weird extrasensory capability that nobody picked up on. In fact, while rampaging through Coruscant trying to get to Palpatine, he actually sees, the Zilla Beast does, a recording of Palpatine issuing, you know, emergency things like stay calm, get to shelter, that sort of thing. And the Beast goes running straight for it and smashes the heck out of that uh, broadcast screen. So, yeah, Zilla Beast, not a fan of Palpatine. You'd think the Jedi would kind of pick up on this sort of thing, but nope. (laughs) Nope. Anyway, so belatedly when the Zilla Beast actually shows up like (laughs) Padme sees the thing heading right for him and they're not evacuating yet until I don't know an American revolutionary type thing like don't evacuate until you see the bright green neon of its eyes or something like that anyway it's not until the creature sticks its eye up against Palpatine's office window that they go yeah let's get out of here and so they get out of there down the elevator and into a ship and they take off but the Zillow Beast is already all on top of that and snatches them out of thin air. I'm surprised they didn't crush it like a tin can right away I guess they needed to you know let there be a little extra suspense and not take everybody out that quick but Anakin has a bright idea because they know they're not getting out of the Zillow Beast's grip so he says you know I think I'll just use my lightsaber to cut the ship in half so that way the ship a part that has all the people in it can just fall away from the Zillow Beast. A plan about which even Palpatine is forced to say, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, Palpatine not thrilled by this. But that pales in comparison to the shade that's getting thrown at Anakin by Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and Captain Rex down on the ground as they look up and realize just what's about to happen. Sir, looks like the General's up to something. What is Skywalker doing? It appears to be one of Anakin's improvised plans. How can it be a plan if it's improvised? Not to worry. Just catch them when they fall. A lot of the General's plans involve falling. That's a goodie at the end there, too. I especially liked that one. I literally laughed out loud about the thing about a lot of the General's plans involve falling. Anyway... So they all fall and they all land safely in various ways. R2-D2 uses a magnetic cable to stop his slide and manages to catch C-3PO from falling too far too fast in the process, which there you go, R2 saving the day. And then R2 has to go and save Palpatine, like pick him up and fly him away. And, you know, all right, R2, that was heroic. Okay, like I got to give it to you, even though you didn't know who you were saving. But yeah, still heroic. And ultimately, in the heat of all the fighting and destruction, they decide that stunning the beast is not the way to go. They decide to kill it, sadly. So all's well that ends messily with a lot of destruction and not too much finger pointing (laughs) at who the idiots were that decided to bring this thing there. And there's a last stinger at the end where Palpatine goes to the doctor that had initially worked on the Zilla Beast and says, here are your new orders. And even the doctor is stunned by these orders. What is this? You want me to clone the beast? Yep, that's right. He wants to clone the thing. And you would say, if this was anybody else, that, wow, this is just dumb. What a really bad idea. But, of course, we know it's Palpatine, so we know that he's got some other machinations going on. And I think that's actually a positive for me. You know, there's a time and a place where 
you could consider watching the Clone Wars cartoon series where if you haven't been exposed to Star Wars and you didn't know that Palpatine was the Emperor, that you could watch these things and be shocked and surprised at the decisions Palpatine makes and then have that moment of, oh my gosh, he's been a Sith Lord all along and not even realize it. Like there is a world where that could exist and maybe that would be particularly satisfying. But I'm actually enjoying seeing Palpatine doing things in the background and realizing that or knowing that he's a Sith Lord and realizing that not everybody knows it. And so he's just doing all of this evil stuff under everybody's nose and nobody gets it. So there's starting to become a bit more of a pleasure in watching that develop for me. Maybe it's because we didn't get to see a lot of that happen too much in the movies because there's only so much time in the movies for that sort of thing to happen. But seeing it develop over the course of the Clone Wars series so far, I'm really starting to appreciate all the dirty stuff that Palpatine is doing behind the scenes. And I'd love to hear from you what you think about that. Do you think you would be viewing Palpatine's character differently if, say, for example, you had never seen any of the Star Wars movies and you started watching them in the order of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and then watched the entire Clone Wars cartoon series? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Chime in at the comments at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. And that's going to do it for the Clone Wars briefing, but don't go away. We've got trivia for you after the break. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, now that you're back, we can take care of this trivia thing. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you who claimed to be able to fly anything, and that's Poe Dameron. Today's question, how many times is Finn called a traitor in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.